Amen. Praise God. Well, let me invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis today. It's the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 17. And we're only going to look at two verses today, but there's a lot to be found in these two verses. And I, uh, am, I'm anxious to share them with you. I, I've simply entitled this message, uh, God's Promises for Me. God's Promises for Me. And I'm still trying to come down off that song, guys. Thank you so much. That was just, boy, I hope we hear some more of that. That, that was just, wow, wow, wow. When I grow up, I want to be like you guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> if I grow up, I want to be like. Uh, but uh, th- th- this is basically the call that God gave to uh, Abram, whose name later became Abraham. And this is really at the beginning of when God is starting to set things in motion for uh, the destiny that God has for Abraham. I thought it'd be fitting today on the, on the day that we, we, we honored four individuals, who two for high school graduation, two who have graduated on the college level, uh, and uh, that, that's always kind of a forward thinking. I always laugh at graduation ceremonies where, where like the speakers will say, oh, we did it. And I, I'm like, oh, honey, you're just getting started, <laughs> right? And, and, and really, that, that's, that's all of us, though, where we're at. We're, we're, we're really just getting started in this thing. God's got a plan for each and every one of us. And all around this room, that will look different for different people, and I get that, but... Uh, I, I have found some promises here that I want us to kind of grab onto, and, and perhaps one of these, if not all five, could be something that you would go home with today and say, I need that for me. That's my goal with this message here today, that at least one of these promises, you could say, I needed that for my life today. And uh, I want us to look at that. So if you're able to, I invite you to stand once again in honor of God's word as we read this together. We're going to start in verse 1 of Genesis chapter 17, and we're only going to go to verse 2. Here we go. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Believe it or not, I have found some promises from God that we could apply to our lives. So Jesus, your word is always anointed, always anointed. It's always powerful. So we don't have to pray about that. But God, I pray that the presentation and the reception of your word would be really powerful now. And God, that you would speak to all that are here today and meet us, God, right where we are at. And I will give you thanks and I'll give you praise for what you do. In Jesus' name, and we all said amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you haven't figured out with me by now, uh, and those of you who are kind of new here, my goal on a, on a Sunday morning is not just to throw out information to you to make you smarter. Uh, my goal in looking at God's word 
is to give you something that you could take with you, that you could apply to your life, to give you something that could change your life. That's what God's Word does. In in fact, nothing will change a person more than the Word of God. I've just seen this time and time again. And uh, this passage in particular has some promises that I think that we all can claim for ourselves today. Some, some, Some things that we could say, I need that because of what I'm going through here. I need that because of where I am in life today. I need that because maybe I've kind of lost track of that a little bit. That, that's, that's the kind of reaction that I'm hoping to see today. So let me get right to it, and let's see which one of these might apply to you today. Number one, I want to remind you today of the greatness of God. The greatness of God. Now, those of you who have been around the church for a little while, you're, you're tempted to say, okay, I know he's great, get to point two. But let's, uh, l- let's, let's not rush through this real quick. Because I think this is important. Uh, look again at verse one. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, and look what I highlighted there, I am God Almighty. I am God Almighty. Now, here's the deal, and I want you to get this. The first thing that God did before he promised to do anything for Abram or Abraham, let's just call him Abe, but but before God promised to do anything for Abe, the first thing he did was remind Abe who he was. Some of you aren't getting it just yet, but I'm going to work on you. See, here's the deal. We can go through our lives wanting God to do stuff for us without really knowing who he is. And the problem is, the problem is all he becomes in is like a genie in the lamp that you kind of, okay, God, uh, I, I need extra cash. So God, here, here we go. And, 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 and we don't really know anything about Jesus. And, and the first thing, the first thing that God did was remind him of who he was. And I think it's important, church, that we make sure that our view of God is correct. If you think your God is small, you've got an incorrect view of God. If you think your God doesn't care about you, you've got an incorrect view of of God, if you think that God is somehow limited at all, you've got an incorrect view of God. And this is what I've seen so many times. The things that typically will mess us up spiritually, I want you to hear this, it's either an incorrect view of God or an incorrect view of ourselves. And we get both from the Word of God. What does God say about you? What does God say about himself? If my view of God's distorted, then I will have a distorted walk with God. I will. So I, I am, I'm taken back because let's be, if, you, if you know how the Bible goes, okay, Abraham became the one through whom the entire nation of Israel would come through. It was through Abraham that God was going to do his thing, 
Okay, and, 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 and it's through the lineage of Abraham that Jesus was going to be born. So this is a pretty big deal. So before God puts his plan in motion, he first tells Abraham who he is. Why? Is, is it because God needs to be reminded who he is? No. It's because God is somehow conceited and say, hey, I'm a big deal. No. God doesn't need to be reminded of that. God's not going to do that. We need to know how great God is. And I want you to know today that we have a God who is God Almighty. He's greater than anything. Anything you face, God's greater. Those things that some of you just came forward for to pray about and for, he's greater than all of it. God's greater than what's taking place in our country. He's greater. God is greater than your sickness. God is greater than your financial need. God's greater than your mistakes. Let me camp out there for about 15 seconds just to say, to those of you who think that your mistakes are powerful enough to derail God's plan for not only you but the entire universe, in the name of Jesus, get over yourself because God is way bigger than that. He is way bigger than your mistakes. And hey, by the way, if you've made mistakes, look around you uh, because we all have. And I'm so thankful today God is greater than my mess-ups. Those times that I think that I've derailed everything, God says, I got this. Relax, I've got this. So I'm reminded today of this promise that God is great. And maybe for you today, you need to walk out of here knowing that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what has come your way, God is great. Secondly, I want to remind you of the guidance of God not only the greatness of God, but I want to remind you of the guidance that we have with God. I'm going to go to verse 1 again. When Abraham was, Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Now look how he puts this. Walk before me faithfully. Walk before me. Hannah, come on up here for a second, if you would, please. I'm not going to embarrass you this time. <laughs> She's not on her phone. so That was awesome, though. That was just so funny. Okay, now, now here's the deal. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you face that one? Okay, now, here's the deal. If I, want, if I want to play a game of follow the leader, okay, and I'm the leader, okay, naturally... If I tell Hannah to follow me, I would be in front of her. And if that's the case, I would say, hey, Hannah, walk behind me. Make sense? Don't, just stay there. I have space issues. So. Or, or, or sometimes, sometimes I've noticed that, that sometimes I've got to help people a little bit to know where, where they're going and what they're doing. And so maybe I'll just come along beside them and say, okay, it's this way that we go. So I'm either going to walk, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Hannah, either walk behind me or walk beside me. But that's not what this verse says, does it? This verse says, walk before me. You know how scary that is? God, I'll follow you. I just can't feel you. God, I can't sense where you're at. You been there? You ever been put into a place where you say, oh God, I will follow you, but, but the goosebumps really aren't there like they used to. I don't feel the Holy Ghost heebie-jeebies. I, I, I just, I don't feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps on my neck. I just, I don't know. All I know is just keep following Jesus. See, because sometimes I follow him and I don't have all the supernatural going on. Sometimes I have to follow him and I don't have a bunch of people telling me what I need to do. Sometimes it's just me and God. And instead of God being in front and instead of God being next to me, sometimes he's behind me saying, hey, I got you. You've heard me say this before. When Jonathan was a, was a toddler just learning how to walk, he started walking when he was like eight months, ten months, something like that. He ran the next day. I'm not kidding. And so I, I, my, my follow dad speech went from, hey, just walk behind me. Oh, hey, walk beside me to, oh, man, I got to keep him from bumping into this and bumping into that. And, and you know, he, thinks he's, he thinks he's leading the way, but he's not. You ever been there in your spiritual life where you actually think you're leading the way and really God's behind you saying, uh, and you, you don't even realize what he's kept you from. You don't even realize what he's protected you from. You have no idea what he has stopped from hurting you and, and you don't even sense him like you'd like to because it's, it's so much easier to follow Jesus when you can sense him and when his presence is so real. But when he's not, when you have to walk before him, See, that's a test. That's a test. And some of you, that, that's how you're following Jesus right now. And you think God has abandoned you. And he hasn't. He's right there. You can't even see what he's doing, but I promise you, he hasn't left you. What? See, because the word says, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. And we could trust the Lord to lead us. And guide us no matter what. Can you say amen? amen? Give a hand to my lovely assistant, Hannah. She did so good. Wow. Tell you what, just a, a model right there. How about that? That was incredible. First promise, the greatness of God. Secondly, the guidance of God. Thirdly, we have this promise that we can be guiltless before God. <laughs> we can be guiltless before God. Again, I'm in verse 1. Boy, Pastor, you're getting a lot of, out of one verse. I, I do that. But look at this. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared and said, I am God Almighty, greatness of God. 
walk before me, the guidance of God, and be blameless. Be blameless. Well, pastor, that's where I'm disqualified. (laughs) Because I'm a train wreck. I was going to say any train wrecks in the house, but let's not be that transparent here today. But, but, but I speak to those of us who think it's impossible for you to live a holy and blameless life before God. I just can't do it. The, 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 the temptation is too strong. The sin is too strong. The pull, I can't do it. Or, or, I mentioned your mistakes earlier. Some of us have elevated a past mistake so high, so high, that we think it's actually beyond the cross and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So hear me today when I tell you that there is nothing you have done that cannot be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and when, when the Bible calls for us to be holy, and when the Bible calls for us to be blameless, I want you to understand something, that God is not this obnoxious coach who's telling you, you go out there and do this. Meanwhile, in the back of his mind saying, he's never going to do this. God will, oh, hear this. God will never command you to do something that he will not also equip you to do. See, God gives you everything you need to live a holy life. Do do, do you actually think that God's in heaven saying, all right, be good. I hope I see him in heaven. That's not what he does. Good luck, camper. It's not what he does. Man, when, 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 when he calls us to be holy, he, he gives us what we need to be holy. He, again, he gives us the word of God. How can a man keep his way pure, the Bible says, by, by living according to God's word? It, it, it's, it, it's evident. It's evident that God gives us his Holy Spirit to lead us and to Check us. You, you ever get tempted to do something and just like, oh, man, there's this pull for me not to do this. You know who that is? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. He, he is, mm, God is very much invested in your spiritual success. You're not a statistic to him. And he will give you all that you need that you can get this right. And you know what? When, when we don't get it right, he has even given us everything we need to get back on track. I'm reminded in 1 John, I don't have the scripture for you, it just came to me, but it says that when we sin, by the way, it didn't say if we sin, but when we sin, <laughs> we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, who pleads to God the Father, on our behalf. I mean, are you kidding me? Jesus could have said, hey, okay, I, I, I died on the cross, rose from the dead. I think I'm done here. He didn't say that. He is still very much invested in your spiritual success. 
So yes, you, you, you can do this. And just because you have failed does not mean you've disqualified yourself from ever doing it again. God's a God of restoration. God is a God who forgives. God is a God who restores. God is a God who leads us like we talked about. God wants you to get this right and he will do everything he can to do it. To those who received him, John 1 says. To them he gave the power to become the sons of God. God will give you everything you need. The fourth promise. We're finally in verse 2. The guarantees of God. The guarantees of God. Verse 2 says, Then I will make my covenant between me and you. Let's stop there. Now for Abraham, this was a pretty big deal. He's nearly 100 years old. Doesn't have any children yet. And God is promising to birth a nation through him. Really, God? Yes. Yeah, in fact, I make this covenant with you. You know what covenant is? It is a contract, a guarantee between two parties that they will both do what they are supposed to do. That's why marriage, for example, is not just a cute little ceremony. It, it, it's a covenant that is made not only between the, the, the bride and the groom, but it's also a covenant that that couple makes before God. It's a covenant. And all of these covenants that you find, all these promises that you find in God's word, they're still true today. God's word's always true. God's word's always true. That's why I pray it. When I, when I go to pray, I, I pray the word. I do. I just say, Lord, I know your word says you're a healing God. So I need healing in my body. Lord, I know that your word says that you will defend me. So God, I trust you. God, I know that I'm your child. God, I know that you're my refuge. God, I know that you're my strength, that you are my source of wisdom. He said, you know what, all of these things that I'm saying, I don't have to remind him of that. I'm reminding myself of that. God's word is still true today. His guarantees still hold today. It's a warranty, if you will, that does not expire. You ever have a car repair and your warranty expired like two days ago? Oh, that's going to cost you $8 million. But it's a shame your warranty has expired there. Well, God's guarantees, there's no expiration date. Can I share a few with you? Deuteronomy chapter 31 Verse 8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Psalm chapter 37, 
says in verse 23 and 24, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I could do a whole sermon just on that verse. Jeremiah 29, 11. Some of you, this is your favorite verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Exodus 14, 14. Yeah, I'm all Old Testament. I haven't even gotten to the New Testament yet. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. These are just four. There's no expiration date on these four. The promises of God are real. The guarantees of God are real. And and you are not the exception. Hear me today. You are not the exception to God's word. So stop believing the lie that will tell you that you have somehow been pushed to the side and the other 8 billion people on the planet, that's for them, but not me. Stop it. God's promises, if they're there for me, they're there for you. If they're there for the person across the room, they're there for you as well. Do not forget the guarantees of God. He is faithful and his word is true and it never changes. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have the guarantees of God. Finally today, I want to remind you of the goodness of God. The goodness of God. You know what I love? I've met a lot of powerful people in different avenues. And uh, some of these people with a lot of power and a lot of authority, but not real nice. Have you noticed that? They always say you never want to meet your heroes, you know? And sometimes you meet one, it's like, wow, you're a jerk. (laughs) Unfollow. (laughs) And what I love about God in the midst of all of this power that he has, in the midst of all this strength, In the midst of being God over billions of people, he's so good. For his greatness that we mentioned in the first promise can never be separated from his goodness. Let me say that one more time. God's greatness can never be separated from his goodness. And you you may not feel good. You may not feel this or that, but, but your, your faith in God is not dependent on your feelings. Please, please don't depend on how you feel because that, that's never a good gauge. But God is always good. Always. Verse 2 ends, I'll make my covenant between me and you and and I will greatly increase your numbers. <laughs> Do you know what you have? You have a God who absolutely loves to bless you. One of my, 
I think one of my love languages, and one thing I love about this church, is our generosity. I love doing good things for people. I I, I love doing that. I, I get so much joy. The people that I love, people that I know, even people I don't know. I love bringing joy to people. I try to make a stranger laugh every day. I'm usually good at that. Or they laugh at me, but 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 I, I love I love blessing people. And I think I get that from this picture I have of God. See, growing up I used to have to feel guilty for getting nice things. We didn't have much money. <laughs> Pretty much a single parent family. So there was almost, and, and I was the big brother. So I was in charge of whatever. And, and, and I would almost feel guilty for having something nice done for me because I thought my whole responsibility was to make everybody happy. And then God had to, I wasn't going to share this, but then God had to deal with me. He said, Phil, I love blessing you. And I love doing good things for you. Don't feel guilty for a gift that I have given you. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. It comes from above. Every good and perfect gift. So you know what? If you get that parking space right by the door, thank you, God. Right? Someone buys you your McMuffin. Thank you, God. You have a financial need that's miraculously provided for. Thank you, God. Someone says the right thing to you at the right time. It's not a coincidence. That's God blessing his kids. And see, what's interesting is that the bookends of, of these promises, the greatness of God and the goodness of God, is, is the fact that sometimes we think our God is not so great and we think that our God is not so good. And, and if we allow these distortions to exist in our personal walk with God, then we will forever have a skewed idea of what it means to be his child. God is a God who loves to bless you. And if your picture of God has been distorted, maybe today that's a promise that you need to walk out of here saying, thank you, God. So Jonathan, if you could help me. I wonder which of these promises you might need today. Maybe you need all five. That's all right. But maybe there's one or two that stood out to you. Maybe you need to be reminded of, as you walk out of here, of his greatness. He's greater than what you're facing. He's greater than your illness. 
He's greater than your job situation. He's greater than your financial need. He's greater than the issue you're facing in your home. He's greater than all of it. Maybe you need to be reminded of his guidance. <laughs> maybe, maybe you have misinterpreted walking before him as his abandoning you when all the time he's still leading you. He's just doing it in a different way. Maybe you think it's impossible for you to be guiltless before the Lord, that you can never get this right. I think the Lord would say, I've got everything you need. Don't do it on your own power. It's not your cute personality or your charisma that's going to win this. It's your trusting in me. Maybe for some reason you have thought that you are somewhat of an exception to the guarantees of God. And you think that these promises found in God's word don't apply to you. You know what? They still do. They still do. And maybe you just need to walk out of here being reminded of his goodness. That he loves to bless you. He loves you, period. At your worst, at your best, he loves you. What do you need to walk out here with? I think God wants you to take one of these promises home today, if not more than one. Christina, let's do this. Let's go back to that. Yeah, let, let's keep that slide up there for the rest of the service. Can you all stand with me? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands here because you, you know. You, you know which of these would apply to you. Right now, as you look at this short list, and, and trust me, by the way, God is way more than this. <laughs> I just had two verses to work with today. so, But, but he's, he's way more than this. So may, maybe in these next few moments, you could pray a prayer like this. God, when I walk out of here today, when I live this thing out this week, will you remind me of your greatness? God, will you remind me of your goodness? Lord, will you remind me that you're still leading me and guiding me in the way that I need to go? Lord, would you, would you remind me that I could do this? I could be guiltless. I could be blameless. God, would you remind me that the promises that are in this book, they, they don't apply just to grandma. They don't just apply to the preacher. They apply to me. So just for a few moments, can we just pray prayers like that? Just Right now, just between you and God. Can you pray that prayer? Whichever one of those you need to say, God, that's what I need. We just pray to the Lord right now. Right where you're at. Just make a little altar between you and God right there. Thank you, Jesus.
God, to those of us, we've been a little bit overwhelmed with life. I pray, God, that we'd be overwhelmed with you. Remind us of your greatness. Lord, those of us who can't sense you and we think that means you've abandoned us, Lord, help us to know that we're merely walking before you and you're there leading us and guiding us and protecting us. God, to those of us who need to be reassured that we can do this, yes, we've messed up. Yes, we've made mistakes. But God, you are a God who restores. You set our feet back on the rock, the scripture says. So God, remind us as we leave this and as we live this out, Lord God, remind us that we can be guiltless before you. Lord, I pray that the guarantees and the promises of your word would, would ring true like never before in our lives, that you'd remind us again that they're for me. God, your goodness, remind us that you're good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jonathan, will you sing that? Let's sing with him. For my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am All my life. Let's sing it to him again. All my life. And all my life you have been faithful. You've been so good to us, Lord. Hallelujah. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing the goodness. So Jesus, I pray now that what you've communicated in us and done in us this morning, it would not stop once we hit the door, once we hit the parking lot, but God, may we live this out all week long. Remind us constantly who you are and what your promises are, Lord Jesus. And, and, and God, thank you. Thank you for the power of your word. And Jesus, I pray that you would equip us and strengthen us and guide us and protect us and go with us as we leave this place. And Lord, we'll thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. If God's leading you to maybe linger a little bit and pray, I want you to do that, okay? So you can pray at your seat. You can come to the front and pray. But if God's released you, you can consider yourself dismissed. Let's live this out this week the promises of God for all of us. Amen.